It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07, 52 degrees outside. I'm looking for a wonderful, beautiful day to be outside naked. Yes, indeed, friends and neighbors, today, this is Lawn and Garden, and we are celebrating World Naked Gardening Day. Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company is here. We have just taken a picture of ourselves in the studio. Ashley will be posting it in just a little bit, and you can see how covered or uncovered we are. Uh, Walter, you know, every time I hear the word naked, I think yeah. of uh, Louis Grizzard, and he said that certain words... You say in the South, they have different meanings. Yeah. If you say you're naked, then you've taken all your clothes off. Yes. But Lewis said that if you are naked, then you've taken all your clothes off and you're up to something. Ooh. <laughs> we are naked in the studio, Ashton. We're up to nothing. We're no- not up to nothing, but you got to love Louis Grizzard. Love Louis Grizzard. Humorous for for listeners out there who are a little younger than Ashton and myself, who are not in the 55 and better age group. The uh, one of the funniest humorists of the South that we ever produced was Louis Grizzard, out of Moreland, Georgia, and they, his many many books that he wrote, his column for the Atlanta Journal Constitution, were really enjoyed by a lot of Southerners. He had some rough edges. I will. He will, and that. you can listen to those rough edges on YouTube. Just yeah. type it in, and you can listen to some of his albums. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. But on the other hand, he wrote some funny things. What was it? Don't bend over in the garden, Grandma. You know those potatoes got eyes. Those taters got eyes. Those taters got eyes. Yes, he said, uh, Elvis is dead, and I'm not feeling so good myself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 55 and better, I'm going to be down at uh, Sun City Peachtree today, 11 o'clock. From 11 to 1 in the sales center at Sun City Peachtree, down near Griffin, Georgia. A beautiful, beautiful uh, active living um, retirement, if you want to call it that. I call it active living because they're not retired. A lot of the folks down there are by no means retired. They simply don't work much anymore at their old job. But they have classes. They have um, golf courses. They have indoor pools. they got all sorts of stuff, and it's one place to consider if you're an active adult. And 55 and better, come see me today, 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock at Sun City Peachtree. Kim is in Decatur, Georgia, and Kim joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Kim, good morning. Hi, I've got a question for both of you gentlemen. Talk to us. Naked gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, We're going to be putting in a a brand new, some brand new Sozoisa sod, and and. What we're dealing with right now, we're renovating our yard, and it's it's basically weeds. And so we're going to kill the uh, what's green there now. Mm-hmm. But what I'm worried about is after we put down the sod, that all those little weed seeds are going to come up in the sod, or will the sod basically keep those from sprouting? What do you think, Ashley? You're the grass expert. Yeah, I think uh, once you kill off the the vegetation that's there now, um, How would you kill it off? Well, you could you can spray it with Roundup. Right, but what about the seeds that are in there? Because Roundup won't kill those. Right, and uh, and you don't want to use the Roundup that gives you weed prevention as well. The three sixty five. Right, you don't sure. want to use that. Right. Um, I think the sod's going to going to do a good job. You want to definitely feed it when you put it down. Put a starter lawn food down with the sod. With the sod, okay. And that'll help it get get established and. Uh, 
and then I think you're going to be fine. I, It'll just keep them kind of choked out. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put any anything else on there with the side. I think okay. Ashley mentioned that about Bermuda grass. I called her a few minutes ago that Bermuda is all by itself a pretty good weed preventer and weed controller, and in zoysia certainly so. So if you feed it, put a starter fertilizer down just before you lay it so it's sort of going into the soil and the starter fertilizer and get the zoysia growing rapidly, it's going to be a great herbicide all by itself. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Kim. Bye. It's 811. You know what? Let's do. Let's give away the weekend prize pack. Ashley Frasca is thinking of a number between 2 and 7. And you better get your dialing fingers really heated up because this is a great weekend prize pack. Ashley thinks of a number between 2 and 7. We'll give it to the person, and we'll announce in just a minute who will win a pair of tickets to see Daryl Hall and John Oates in concert May 19th at Lakewood Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation, plus a pair of tickets to see Journey and the Doobie Brothers in concert June 8th at Lakewood Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation. we got Daryl Hall, John Oates. We've got Journey and Doobie Brothers. This is going to be an awesome couple of concerts. Who wins Ashley Frasca? Caller number six. Caller number six to our contest line, 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. Please dial carefully. Do not wake anybody up at 12 minutes past the hour. <laughs> Mark, you know there are people who are still asleep right now, Ashley. You know they are. Mark is in North Carolina and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Mark, good morning. You're woke up. You're woken up this morning. Oh, yes, it's 3.30. Yeah, what can we do for you, Mark? Moles, how yeah. to kill them. Not move them, kill them. <laughs> uh, uh, I you... used a windmill in my mother's yard. Yeah. And it just moved them down to the lower end of the yard. Get another windmill. <laughs> you need two windmills. <laughs> you might need more well, than two. I, well, I'm afraid it'll push them over my yard across the road. And that's three. You know you get a volume discount on windmills. <laughs> okay. I, to be very truthful, Mark, I don't think the windmills do squat yeah, to control moles. Well, you. it seemed to make them move away from her house so she could yeah. walk around the house again. Yeah, the yeah but they might the have they might have randomly moved from Yeah, they're looking for her. Uh, earthworms and other things to eat. Once they okay. eat them all up in one place, and then, then they move to move. the next place where there are more earthworms. And if they see over in your yard, Mark, they go to your yard too. But the windmills are really not going to have a lot of, okay. lot of effect. If you want to kill them, and you're really serious about killing them, you need to be really good about identifying their actively used tunnels. And that involves couple of weeks effort basically you go out with uh, little white rocks and your tennis shoes and you mash down the tunnels every five or six feet and put a white rock there and then come back the next day or so and see if the white rock has been lifted up again as they go through the tunnel once more and once you know which tunnels are the ones that are most actively used and there will be some more active some less like active interstate highway versus interstate a county highway. road exactly so you put your trap or your poison. Traps is what a lot of people use. A mole trap that so you put that on the actively used tunnel. Uh, Tomcat and, has a has a yeah, bait yeah. has a bait that can look like an earthworm, or you can get one that looks like a grub. Yeah. Uh, and so they are, they are attracted to that. You put those though in the tunnel. But you got to find the active one. Going. That's got to find the okay. active one so they come in touch with it. But either the trap or the gummy worm bait stuff, either one that'll kill the mole. Or you can just wait, and the mole will get rid of your mother's earthworms, your earthworms, and then move over to your other side of the street neighbor, and then you got no problems at all. When it's in their yard, it's not your problem anymore. 
A okay. cat. Get a Siamese cat. A Siamese cat, a little feisty dog to come out there, a little terrier that likes to dig. Ooh, you have little tunnels and divots all through the yard where that dog's I have, I have a chihuahua that is just spoiled. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's beneath him. <laughs> okay, but thanks for the information. I just got to do something with him. I mean, her yard's getting rough. Don't I'm depend on the windmills. I don't think the windmills. No, yeah, that Tomcat's tom good stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate it. You know, actually, it's my understanding that dachshunds were bred to be long, skinny, and narrow to get down into the burrows and get uh, groundhogs oh, and foxes okay. and things like that. So if we could breed a dog that's about two inches high and two inches wide, they could go into the tunnels wow. after the moles. Well, we had a Siamese cat that would watch, just very patient, watch. Right. And next thing you know, there was a, they would leave a snout right in front of our door <laughs> up to the mole, and the rest of it would be gone. But there would be these collection of snouts, that were little pointed mole snouts that were on, front, on our front porch. That's a little more I know that's, a, that's, that a, that's a little pleasant to think about here glad on World I'm, Naked Gardening Day. Glad I'm not eating breakfast right <laughs> now. Let's go to Dave in Bethlehem, Georgia, and see what he wants to grow. Hey, Dave, good morning. Good morning. Um, what would you all suggest for a fast-growing privacy hedge? Is it sun or shade, Dave? It'll be mostly sun. That's pretty awesome. Then, how much, how much, how tall do you want it, and how much room do you have to plant it? Well, I've got plenty of room. Uh, it needs to go in some spots. Uh, the lot's not level, so it would be six feet in one area and maybe eight feet in another. You know, I'm thinking the emerald green arborvitae is a possibility. Ashton, you have a suggestion? That's a good one. And emerald green goes, it can, at mature height, they can be, oh, 10 or 15 feet tall pretty easily, Dave. But you can shear them, you can top them a little bit to keep them at 6 feet if you need it to be at 6 feet all the time. You can let it grow and go up to 8 or 10 or 15 over 5, 6 years. So emerald green arborvitae. If you can stagger them yes. rather than a straight row, yeah. it would be. If you get enough room to do that, that would be good. Kind of like a, a you know, kind of offset zigzag, them a little bit, yeah. like a zigzag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight yeah, rows are boring, that. and zigzag a little bit, offset them. Dave looks a lot nicer. How far apart would they have to be? Do you think? Ooh, I'm going six or eight feet, probably six feet. Maybe it'll give you a faster screen. They're going to grow into each other over the course of the next four or five years, and so it might be a good idea to try to trim them between so there's not any interlacing of branches between the adjacent arborvitaes, because when they interlace with each other, they just turn brown, because they don't get enough sunshine. So try to prune just a little bit, leave a little bit of space between each one, and you can do that pruning in the wintertime. What's good about that is, uh, your your suggestion, Walter, is it's not like some of those others that get so tall. Yeah. And get out of control. Oh, like but, a Leland Cypress. You do not want Leland Cypress, Dave. Let me just tell you that right now. Okay. Not Leland's. Too tall, flop over, canker problems. Eh, we're not into Leland Cypresses anymore. Not at all. Dave, thanks so much for calling. we got to go. It's 817, and you're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, truck mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Because I don't look good naked anymore. No, I don't look good naked anymore. 
deep fried double wide version <laughs> of the man I was before. If I keep on like I'm doing, I won't fit through the door and I don't look good naked anymore. And time for a quick weather update by Ackerman Security. Thanks to Scott Maxson for that song and the series of songs we've had this morning. Today is the day to get out in nature all natural and celebrate World Naked Gardening Day. Perfect conditions for your nude gardening this afternoon. Crystal clear skies, highs in the low 80s, lows tonight in the upper 50s, and your full Bulldogs G-Day game coverage begins at 3.30. Is that true? It's G-Day today? I don't think so. That's not true. That was last weekend. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. David is up in Waleska, Georgia, and David joins us on Lawn and Garden. What you got, David? Good Good morning, Walter. Morning. Um, I've got some nuts edge in my uh, Bermuda lawn, and it seems to be no matter what I do, and I've got a chemical company that comes out, and it turns brown for a while and then just sprouts back. Is there anything I can do to get rid of that nasty stuff? Uh, well, Walter's looking at me, oh, and well. uh, I tell you what, uh, there's a couple of different kinds of nuts edge. Some of them are harder to get than others. There's yellow and purple, but uh, I, I've had pretty good luck with uh, a spray that says nuts edge in the name. Yeah. Um, and it gets comes from different com- companies. You got image has nut, image nut sedge control. There's the ortho and nut sedge killer. killer. There's a sedge hammer. All three of those kill nut sedge. But and sometimes it takes a repeat yeah, application, and that might be what's happening. Is if they are spraying, and then maybe you know they're they're not by your yard for a while. It has a chance to kind of bounce back a little bit. Check with them and ask what they're, spraying. what they're spraying, David, because there are products that control nut sedge very readily. Like, like Ashton said, any product that says sedge in the name has the chemical in it that kills nut sedge. And if they're not using that, find out why not or why they're not successful. Although time, as Ashton pointed out, could be a problem, too. All right, sir. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the advice. It is a pleasure to be of service to you. Thanks for calling there, David. You bet. Take care. By the way, Ashton, in a segment we call People Dumber Than Us, I read an article this past week from the Detroit Free Press where a guy was so overwhelmed with bed bugs in his midtown apartment, he sprayed himself with alcohol, tried to light one of them on fire. Not the Not greatest good. idea in the world because the alcohol was all already in his oh, wow. sofa. Sets the sofa on fire. Woman down the hall heard him screaming, opened the door, and there he was running up and oh. down the hall. And I you bet you, said, I bet you, he also drank some alcohol somewhere along the line there. And he wasn't wearing any clothes <laughs> either. So that's why I thought this would be so appropriate. <laughs> Do not use alcohol to kill bed bugs. Hire no. professional bed bugs are tough to control with the homeowners. But if you do try to kill them, don't douse yourself in your sofa and then try to burn one off your skin. Not a good idea. <laughs> Not in the least. It's 827 and one half at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden and the Pike Pick of the Week right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.35 on a Saturday morning, 55 degrees outside, going up into the mid-80s this afternoon. Fabulous day, celebrating World Naked Gardening Day today, and you may celebrate in any way you care to. 
I'm told that the uniform at Pike Nursery does not include uh, <clears throat> anything including this, but uh, we'll talk to Mickey Gasway anyway. Hey, Mickey. Hey, good morning. How are you? So, but my assumption is you sell the Naked Lady Lilies in the fall. We do sell those sometimes. We certainly do. You remind me, and I will help you celebrate with the uh, Naked Lady Lilies that come up in the in the fall. That's a good. That's true. We'll put so, that on sale that weekend for the Pike Pick. That's and what I we'll will, do. And I will go barefoot when I get home with that count. <laughs> it counts. Any, yeah, if okay. you expose any amount of skin when you're out in the garden, I think that counts. I think it's absolutely, perfectly absolutely, absolutely. And tell Scott I love his music. Scott is doing an awesome knockout, world class job with music this morning. He's fabulous. So we got the Pike Pick to announce today. What have we chosen for the twenty uh, percent All the hydrangeas. And this is going to be the best year for oh, hydrangeas in yes. a while. You took my breath away for just a minute because I thought, this is one of those things that you got to go to Pike and get the hydrangeas because they're so pretty. They're all in bloom there. Oh, I'm telling you, they're beautiful. I mean, the ones that I've had in my yard that haven't bloomed in two years are full of bloom yeah. this year. My mother's florist is the same. A really good. Good. It's just going to be a beautiful year for all of them, I think. And we've got all different kinds. We've got a great selection. We've got all the big leaf hydrangeas, the blues and the pinks and the purples and the whites. And we've got oak leaf hydrangeas and we've got uh, Annabelle hydrangeas and we've got uh, um, the paniculatas, the uh, uh, strawberry sundaes and the limelights and all those. Wow. I mean, it's just a great selection for wherever you have We've got a hydrangea for the place. Let me just say to our listeners right now, my friends, if you have not bought out every hydrangea at Pike Nursery by Sunday afternoon, then you have missed a bargain. These are 20% off today and tomorrow, all Pike locations. Go get your hydrangeas. That's exactly right. So how would you classify the ones you said some are for some locations and some for another? How would you say one versus the other choosing a hydrangea? Well, if I was going to, if I had a really shady area. I think the oak leaves will do in the most shade to me. Morning sun, afternoon shade, macrophyllas, the the big leaves are are great for those, although they will do in the sun if you can give them plenty of water. Um, I think the uh, Annabelle's, I think they are just beautiful uh, in the same place that the, the um, macrophyllus go in the morning sun, afternoon shade. Although they'll go in the sun too if you give them plenty of water. Okay. And then if you, but if you've got all day sun and you don't want to water them or anything, then you can use the uh, uh, paniculatas, the limelight, which limelight is my favorite. I just love limelight. Great big white and then green flowers on it. Just oh, a gorgeous. Shrub. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And there's a little lime now which doesn't get quite as big. And those are not affected by the the cold at all in the wintertime, so that's right. a good thing. That's an awesome bargain. Y'all do such a good job in choosing the pipe pick of the weekend, Mickey. I'm just so impressed. The hydrangeas at the perfect time of year for you to put it oh, on sale. So put them on sale. This is great. I mean, a little bit of Sure Start fertilizer when you plant them. Give them the right conditions for the right plant. Read the label, of course, to find out. Your pipe professionals want to make sure you get the right one. But that's all you have to do. Go to Pike Nursery exactly and get a hydrangea. Right. Great plant. Great, fabulous plant. So, any classes, any other information we need to know about for Pike Nursery? Not today. Mm-hmm. We don't have any classes today. We've got something next week, and I forgot to look and see what it was. 
I will um, post it. I will try to post know? it on my. I do not, but I'll try to post it on my um, Facebook page on Monday, okay. and we'll. I meant to look, and I forgot to. We'll I'm sorry. You, well, I'll tell you what. If you wanted to find out what classes are going to be at any Pike location in the United States as well as Canada, where would we look to find <laughs> out that information about where to find Pike? At PikeNursery.com. Obviously. We're looking forward to selling those naked ladies on the Pike Pick this uh, fall. And the hydrangeas. All right. Hydrangeas. 20% off. Thanks, Mickey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't forget, all you have to do is go to the cashier and say, this is the Pike Pick. I want 20% off this entire cart of hydrangeas right here. You can save some money today at Pike. I just love walking through Pike. She find uh, plants that uh, maybe you didn't know that existed. I found a red leaf contorted filbert there the other day day, and i picked that up and uh, rita rita and i went ooh 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 (laughs) (laughs) contorted filbert the one that has the curly branches on it yeah but the red leaf rather than the green leaf but you know it's just great fun just to walk through there you get so inspired yeah and pike folks are always friendly and always there to help whether you're a beginner or an expert pike folks can help you figure out what you're going to do robert is in grant park georgia and he joins us on lawn and garden hey robert good morning Hey, good morning, Walter. Um, I'd love to go get some of those hydrangeas, but I have no place to plant them because I've got bamboo growing all over oh, the place. Oh, man. And I really need to figure out a way to... I have a small lot here in Grant Park. It's only just under a quarter of an acre, and so yeah. it's not this huge forest, but it's a it's a growing and spreading problem, and it's now encroaching into my neighbor's yard. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just either need to know, I can't do it myself, and I didn't know if you could recommend a service that would do this that I might be able to call, or if if there is a way I could tackle it myself. One thing to at least certainly consider and call is see if the panda people at the zoo need bamboo. I have done that, and they've actually been out here and said that I don't have enough of the variety that the pandas like. I have some of it, but not enough, and so they've got me on a backup list. Okay. All right. I understand that. Um, Second thing, I sadly don't know of a company known as Bamboo Be Gone, but that would be a great company name, wouldn't it? (laughs) Bamboo Be Gone. It is going to be a combination of effort and time, and you may, as you say, direct somebody else on what to do, but here's what you should tell them to do. Number one, every speck of bamboo above ground, cut it down. It's got to be sliced off at ground level. Number two, any speck of bamboo that comes up from the roots has to be cut off as quick as you see it, and so that requires... If not them, then you just walking around with a little spot sprayer of uh, Roundup or Killzall or one of the you know non-selective herbicides and just spray it every time you see one. Make sure okay. nothing has a leaf on it because any bit of leaf of bamboo is absorbing sunshine, strengthening the root, and giving it the idea that let's go over there to Robert's house and see yeah. what we can find. Yeah. They found it really yeah. easily over here. So. Yeah, yeah. And that may take a period of at least two years, maybe three. Digging it up is a Big, big job at pain, and you'll pay a lot of money for that. So my actual best advice, I think, is going to be to chop it all down, be vigilant about not letting any leaves show, okay. and wait for it finally to starve to death. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the info. Anybody who wants to start a company named Bamboo Be Gone, let me know, and I will tell everybody else. Or, or a device to get rid of it, too. Or, okay. yeah, uh, good luck. That uh, would be a great thing. Bulldozers, dynamite, uh, yeah, things like that seem to work pretty well, but I don't think you have either one, and they frown on dynamite in Grant Park. <laughs> I have to I have to laugh because uh, on the road that I drive on to get to my home down in Serenby, yeah. uh, Hutchison Ferry Road, there's a sign that somebody has on by their mailbox, free bamboo. 
<laughs> Don't take them up on that. And when I say they frown on dynamite in Grant Park, I know that fireworks are not so much a problem there, and I know that because I used to live in Grant Park, and we would oftentimes have firework um, displays, shall we say, from our front porches there on Cherokee Avenue, because it looks over the park. You just shoot things off the front porch into the park, and the police were down in Zone 5, and they didn't much care. As long as you looked up the street, make sure there's no blue lights coming, you just shoot your fireworks off. No dynamite, though. Dynamite, not a good thing. They probably just spread it. Betsy is in Buford, Georgia. And Betsy joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Betsy. Good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, Walter. How can we help? I have a row of English laurel shrubs. They're very large. And one of the shrubs, the leaves have turned a grayish brown. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if that's a water issue or a fertilizer issue. Check and make sure that grayish brown is not a film that could be rubbed off with your thumb. If it's that, then there's a sucking insect somewhere around a scale or aphid or something that's exuding honeydew and you got sooty mold on the leaves. So that's a possibility. Okay. Um, as far as any other English or all disease per se, I don't have one at mind, Betsy. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Maybe take a, a sample into the Pike Nursery up there and see if they have any ideas on what it looks like. It Typically, diseases on English laurels are holes or brown spots at the very least, not mm-hmm. leaves turning gray. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the, uh, the leaves with the holes and some of them turning yellow before, sure. but yeah, this one just looked... Uh, yeah, it's just a gray, uh, grayish brown. <laughs> Run it into a pike and let me let me know what they say. Okay, I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Betsy. Bye-bye. We've got uh, Laura in Mableton who joins us. Laura, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, good morning. Hey, Walter, so it's for my walkway left, right. Um, I have two large 24-inch um, cement urns, and I would like oh. to put arborvitae vitae yeah. in them. Yeah. Can I plant directly in like material like that, the arborvitae? Ooh, that's going to be a small container for a mature arborvitae. How how tall can you allow it to grow, Laura? Uh, maybe maybe six feet. Twenty four inches. That is awful small. Okay. Thirty six. Maybe. 36, okay. Yeah. And don't let it get over six feet tall because I'm afraid that a taller arborvitae number one is going to tip over. Even a 36 inch wide container is going to flip over with the tall plant and evergreen foliage. Now, on. these are real heavy cement. Okay. Urns. Have you thought about using sky pencil holly instead? What holly? The sky pencil. It's sky a very pencil. narrow holly. Oh, okay. Sky pencil is the name of it. Okay. And it slowly will grow tall. But I think it's less likely to flip over, and I uh-huh. think you could get a sky pencil holly to fit into a 24-inch urn without much problem and just clip it out when it gets more than six feet tall. Okay. So I can plant directly in that material, or I need to have a separate pot and put no. that pot in the No, cement. plant directly in the, in the urn, Okay. in the container. Okay. Use a good quality potting soil, by the way. Pike has plenty yes. of really good, nice potting soils, and so use one of them yes. and make sure it has drainage at the bottom Correct. and that it is separate. It is up off the ground. Put a little stone or brick or something underneath it so the drain can always be right, uh, open and not clogged. Okay, Walter, thank you very much again. It's great talking to you, Laura. Yes, bye-bye. We'll see you soon. It's 847. We'll be back.
after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. World Naked Guarding Day. The weather is in full cooperation. Sunshine on your shoulders and any other parts of your body that you care to expose throughout the day. Highs reaching the low 80s this afternoon and tonight going down into the upper 50s. Stay tuned. At last most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mary is in Atlanta, Georgia, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Mary. Good morning, Walter. Good morning. Uh, I met you at one of the uh, garden symposiums at Callaway Gardens, and your month-to-month book has been my reference for anything that I do in the yard. I'm glad to hear that. It it helps me to remember what I'm supposed to do in my garden, too. (laughs) What I'm getting ready to do is to install a complete new front lawn. It's a gently sloped, and it's in the full sun. Brother brother uh, Ashton? Well, you know, in the full sun, you've got some great choices with uh, zoysia, uh, Bermuda, uh, one of the hybrid Bermudas. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can do the fescue, which would stay green during the winter, but it's, you know, you're going to probably have to uh, baby it along a little bit in the summer with some extra water. But, uh, no, I would prefer a, a warm weather grass. Okay, okay. Uh, it had had the tiff green Bermuda in it for years. And yes, it, yes. Yeah, it finally turned up its little toes and went right uh, okay. up to the middle of heaven. Well, you know, you might, you might like that, uh, the, new, the newer zoysias, like the zenith zoysia. Zenith would be one choice. Zenith is a great zoysia plant. A you new zoysia. Plant. Zenith. And zenith is a variety from seed or from sod. Zenith, zoysia. Uh, oh, sod. yeah, I'm going to do it by sod. Yeah, because if it's a slope, maybe the seed might not be. Another right. one to consider, a sod to consider, is this new Tiff Tough Bermuda grass. Tiff Tough is well worth your time to consider, Mary, because it is proven to be drought resistant. It does not turn turn brown in the summer when the drought gets real hot. And uh, can tolerate a little bit of shade as well. So Tiff Tough is a very, very new release from the University of Georgia. And you may, you know, it'll be a little expensive, but it will really do well. That and Zenith Zoysia, I think, are two great choices. Okay. Tiff Tough and Zenith Zoysia. Good. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. You have a great day. It is my pleasure, Mary. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Don't forget this afternoon and, well, morning and afternoon. I'm going to be at Sun City Peachtree down in Griffin, Georgia. The active adult community for 55 and better folks who really like to be active. Active. They have classes on all sorts of of subjects because they have people there who used to be lawyers and judges and uh, forensic uh, technologists and all sorts of things. They have classes, they got card games, they got the indoor pool, they got pickleball, they got all the things. And I'll be there from 11 to 1 o'clock this afternoon. And I have got to tell you, I have the pleasure today of working with three of the most awesome people in the entire world. Ashley Frasca did a fabulous job screening our calls and was a great sport in wearing her bikini to the show. By the way, you look on uh, the uh, Georgia Gardner Facebook page to see some pictures of our nakedness there. Scott Maxim, another genius who found all the naked music that we could possibly (laughs) handle on this show, plus some. And I'm indebted to Scott Maxim for doing such a good job on that. Ashton Ritchie, my friend from the Scott's Company, I could not think of a better guest to have to celebrate (laughs) World Naked Gardening Day. 
If you need to see pictures, if you need to see pictures, you probably don't need to see pictures, <laughs> but if you should need to see pictures, go to WalterReeves.com and type the word naked and any other words you care to type in there to get your garden questions answered. We'll see you right here next Saturday on another edition of Lawn and Garden.